When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tug Republic Podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusek, your host, and today we have a fabulous, fabulous uh, guest. Her name is Kelly Duck, and she's going to be talking to us about how to scale your wedding business. Now, before we even start, I want to address something. This chat was planned weeks weeks maybe like a month or so ago so it was before all this pandemic so i know the topic right now might seem a little bit um you know for the future that's what we're saying so i just want to make sure that everybody is okay that everybody's safe and that you can use these strategies that kelly's gonna share with us once this pandemic has passed and things get back to somehow our new normal so kelly how are you doing today i'm doing great we're you know we're in a position where um it is time to think about the future we're all we we are all pretty much um at least in the u.s and in many other countries we're kind of stuck now so now is a great time to start thinking about the future and thinking about um how we can tackle and plan for um the years to come so it is um, a good time to think about a lot of these strategies because you do have some energy and space um, right now in your head. So um, if you have questions about how it relates to what's happening in your business, we're happy to answer those as well. That's a great uh, perspective. So thank you so much for saying that. Uh, and again, this is going to be a podcast. So maybe you're listening to it this week. Maybe you're listening to it in a year from now. So Hopefully what we are sharing with you today is going to be useful for your business down the road. Absolutely. And anytime you face any situations that are unprecedented like, in your business, you can always go back to these four strategies and transform into a new business. Awesome. Thank you. So wait, let me do a quick share here. And if you are watching this live Please feel free to share this on your Facebook groups, invite your photographer friends. Uh, as Kelly says, this is the time for a lot of learning. It's happening. So invite people over. We'll be happy to address questions later on. So Kelly, before we even start, what about you tell us who you are and what do you do? Sure. My name is Kelly Dabb. I'm the founder of Wedding Industry Institute, and I teach experienced wedding professionals how to scale their business. Um, we have an online community called Wedding Industry Education Community, and you can find us and join us there. And we teach all about scaling. 
Awesome. And I'm going to have a link to all your group and your page, all that on the comments below later on and on the notes for this podcast, obviously. So Kelly, let me actually uh, go here. So as we said, the topic of this conversation is four ways to scale your business, your wedding business. And let's just, you know, before we even jump right into all that delicious information you're going to share with us, let's just go back one step. And what is the meaning of the scaling and why we should consider that for our business? Yeah, great. That's a great question. What is scaling? We hear that a lot because it's kind of one of those words that's like a little sexy. Oh, you're going to scale your business, <laughs> right? But everyone's like, what exactly does that mean? And what does it mean for me? And then even further, what does it mean for solopreneurs, which is the majority of our industry, right? So the big simplified One tiny little bite of scaling is scaling is having more of what you want while spending less time doing it. Oh, I like that. Bite-sized way to describe it. Now, more of what you want could be more money. More of what you want could be more clients. More of what you want could be more specific kinds of clients, right? Um, While you spend less time means maybe you're building a team. Maybe you're building automations and systems. Maybe you're building um, uh, associates, for example, that are doing the do what you do. So how people scale, their process of scaling and the procedures that they put in place are going to be different based on what it is you want to do in your business. What is your overall goal? So when you have an overall goal, it's much easier for you then to determine how you want to scale. So do you want to build a team? Do you What, what kind of more do you want? And how do you want to save time? And those are kind of the two components of scaling. Oh, I love it. So you have a strategy that has worked for many photographers, many people in the wedding industry. And that's exactly what you're going to share with us today, which is, you know, for these four strategies. So take the mic and teach us. Okay. So um, we've broken them down into four core strategies that every wedding business or any business period needs to think about and to create in order to scale. So those four strategies, grab out a pen. If you know me at all, or if you're just meeting me, I'm like a get a pen person and write this down because there's a lot of information you're going to grab today. I'm going to throw a lot in your bucket and then you're going to have to come back later and you know, go through it. So, and let me, let me speak just for a second, Kelly. If there is people that are watching us live that you guys have questions, feel free to feel free to drop them in the comments and I will address them later on as the conversation continues. Absolutely. So the first thing, the first um, strategy that you're looking at, strategy meaning I literally want you to have a plan in place where if I asked you, what is your strategy for such and such a thing, you could literally produce either a PDF, a planning board, um, something in paper that I could print on my computer or that I could look over in order to know what your overall strategy is for these four areas. The first is brand. Now, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but the second is marketing. The third is sales and the fourth is operations, okay? Cool. How you operate your business. So let's first dig into brand, okay? Brand in a lot of people's mind is like how your logo looks, what your colors are, who your ideal client is, right? There's You guys have heard all those brand-specific conversations about a thousand bajillion times, right? 
But bran doesn't stop there. That's not, that actually makes up very little of the pie that is your brand, right? Your brand actually talks about what are your buyer's triggers, right? Mm. What is the trajectory of your, of your overall brand? Where are you going? Your brand also encapsulates your offer and the diversified offers inside of your brand, okay? What is it you sell? Who do you sell to? Why do you sell that thing? What is the offer? Your offer is part of the overall brand strategy. So if you struggle with packages or how do I do this or how do I sell that or and you're struggling and you're calling it a sales problem, it's probably a brand strategy problem. If you can't seem to write in your marketing, it's probably a brand strategy problem, right? So these things that that show themselves in other areas of your business likely come down to not truly understanding the core strategy of the personality, the function, the overall feeling of your brand and its trajectory and overall goals, okay? What you're looking at when you're looking at a brand is really digging down into like how the offer relates to the personality of your brand and to the messaging of your brand. How does it relate to the story, your story? How does it relate to the way, the way that it looks is just a reflection of all the core personality of your business. Now, in lots of cases, especially photographers, your brand is a representation of you. Mm, I like that. Your brand shows you. And so you picked the colors that you like, right? You pick the colors you think are pretty. But then what happens is you become disassociated with yourself as the brand. And then it becomes hard to sell, hard to market, hard to uh, like hard to operate the way you would operate because now all of a sudden you're too attached to it or not not attached enough. Okay. So when you're looking at strategy for brand, what you're looking at is creating an overall structure by which you and anyone that you hire and anyone that you bring onto your team and anyone who executes on your behalf has a plan for how your brand talks, how your brand thinks, uh, what your brand does, what your brand's goals are, where you're going, why you're going there, and how do you get there? So what's the trajectory? What's the action plans? What are my SMART goals? What are some of those things that you're really working on to grow that brand moving forward? Got that? Got it. Write it all down. (laughs) All right. We're going to go into the second one, which is marketing. Um, You guys know what marketing is. There's a bajillion people that will teach you about marketing. I'm actually not here to teach you how to market. What I want you to understand is why you market. Okay. Why do I market? And what is my strategy behind it? What am I trying to get out of marketing? The big problem that we have with today's marketing is that we think that we're just standing there showing beautiful pictures or saying nice things or using the right hashtags. And we get in this kind of rat race of like trying to keep up with marketing trends. And at the end of the day, marketing is truly about um, bringing, using words to convince someone to do something you want them to do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's really that simple. Just use your words and your images, of course, to convince someone to do something you want them to do, right? So let's talk about what that looks like. I want you to really think about inside of your marketing strategy, the who, what, why, 
where of how you're going to market. Who are you talking to? Now, I don't want to say, please don't tell me what car they drive. Please don't tell me where they shop and what kind of ice cream they eat. I understand that approach, but I want you to talk to me about what they care about. Why do they pay attention? What are they thinking about when they're experiencing your brand? Um, what, like, who are they at the core, right? Because it doesn't matter what they look like or what they drive or any of those things if you can relate to them on a soul level. That's what marketing is. It's we have... Yeah, we have we have had I've had a kind of like a conversation in previous chats about this that focusing only on kind of like aesthetics or like very superficial things like what car they drive, even how much income they make, it's quite superficial because at the core you need to like really relate in core values. Somebody that let's say make a hundred thousand dollars, two people that make a hundred thousand dollars, one probably doesn't care about you know. X thing while the other one does. So that's how you're going to make a difference on, you know, how to approach them and which one is going to be better for you to like try to sell to. Absolutely. And so if you take that one value and then every action that you take in your marketing strategy, it goes back to a core um, understanding of who you're talking to and what you're going to say to convince them to like what you like, then your entire content strategy, all of your blog posts, everything that you say and do, all of your lives, all of your Instagram stories, all the things that you do to market your business, your bridal show booth and your ad campaigns and anything that you might possibly take on can be pre-scheduled and preset in a full year-long strategy with the concept of who am I talking to and what am I trying to get them to believe, Right. If I do that, I can set a strategy that allows me then to track my marketing in a way that sells, that shows me whether or not I'm getting ROI out of my investments, right? Whether or not my efforts are working, what kind of posts are working, whether or not my marketing KPIs are being met, right? Those kinds of things can be tracked as part of your marketing strategy when and if you know the purpose of the marketing. Not only that, when that happens, what you start to see is that your clients get stuck in what I call the circle of influence, right? They get stuck in this, like, I saw you here. I saw you there. I saw this. Oh, I saw your blog post because I clicked on this. And then all of a sudden, you become their influencer around that particular topic. And then you get an inquiry and they keep saying to you, gosh, I don't know. I just see you everywhere. That's right? exactly what we want. We want to be perceived or seen everywhere. Exactly. So it's kind of like a mental reaffirmation to the client like yeah this is the right person for me i keep sh her stories or his stories or you know things like that keep you know showing up yes exactly and when they come into your inbox and you ask them oh how did you hear about us i don't even remember i feel like i've seen you everywhere that is when you know that your marketing strategy is working right so how you execute your marketing what scheduling tool you use how you plan your content the three main points of your blog post all of those things are important but they're way less important than the overall plan and strategy goal, right? So when you're looking at marketing strategies, so many times the education that you currently are receiving is like, let me show you how to plan content. Cool, awesome, right? 
but your content won't work unless it's planned in a strategic way that pushes them to a specific end goal. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yep. So let's go on to number three. Um, that is sales. So how many people would say they had trouble with sales? Lots. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I have so much trouble with sales. I don't know what's wrong. Everyone ghosts, right? That's another mm -hmm. one. Everyone's ghosting on me, right? We're hearing all these like sales problems. And the real problem with sales is first, sometimes it's a brand strategy problem. Okay. Well, you don't really know how to tell them what your problem is. Um, and oftentimes the second piece of a sales problem is that you're not engaging with the problem itself. Okay. So a client comes to you with a problem, right? I need to buy a mattress. My mattress is old, okay? Or my mattress is lumpy. Or my mattress, my husband needs a harder side and I need a softer side, right? I need to buy a mattress. That's my problem, right? When I go in to purchase a mattress, right, I come at it with a multitude of problems, right? Now, there's two kinds of mattress salespeople, right? There's the guy who's like, oh, let me show you all 20 of our mattresses. Lay down. And he stands <laughs> over top of you the whole time and nags you and tells you all the features. Or there's the nice, sweet guy or girl who walks up to you and says, oh, well, tell me what you're looking for in a mattress, right? That is strategy. There's a difference between let me show you what I do and let me match you with exactly the right thing for you. There's two different approaches. And to turn this into kind of like a photography world, uh, I think that sometimes we as photographers, we don't perceive our business as a like problem solution because, you know, we're taking pictures. It's pretty but In reality, we're here to solve a problem. The problem is so-and-so are getting married and they need beautiful photos. They don't know how to get beautiful photos. That is the problem. So when they come to you, and this is always that I, I always said, like, per se, you're about page. It's not about you. It's about what you do for your clients. So like telling them that you will guide them, that you would post them, that you have been doing this for years, that you have experience, like putting all those maybe questions that they don't even have yet at ease, like solving that situation that they might face. And sometimes the problem's even deeper than, than the product, right? Correct. So what is it that you really do? So um, I would say in photography specifically, you guys probably have a multitude of types of clients. You may have the type of client that like really cares about capturing moments that they're going to miss, right? Mm -hmm. You might have the kind of client that really just wants to look like a rock star and make all of her friends jealous, right? Um, you might have the kind of client that has a passing parent and she wants to capture those memories of her parent. Those kinds of things, that's the problem. And you have to find that out. So in a sales strategy, what you're doing is you're setting up a sequence of questions to identify what your client truly cares about. And it means that you're asking a question, but that you're not selling anything. You're just listening to them. You're just listening to what their answer is and then creating ever done like a choose your own adventure book <laughs> like you read and you're like okay if you want to do this go to page 14 and if you want to do this go to page 64 right and that's what a sales strategy allows you to create from advance a yes or no situation so the client says so you ask the question and then you listen and then they tell you trigger words like um so tell me why is photography important to you right 
And they might say, well, um, of course we love pretty pictures, but um, we're really excited to be able to, we know we're gonna be so busy and we know that we're gonna miss it. And so we were so excited to look back on our pictures and keep them as part of our family for a long time. These people cherish like moments that they didn't see and memories, right? So then I'm gonna say, oh, well, it's really sounds like, so I'm gonna go to page 14. It sounds like you really care about memories. Why are memories so important to you? And she's gonna tell you about the time that she did this and oh, and this is how I share. Okay, how do you store your memories? Are you a scrapbook person? Are you a blah, blah, blah? Now I'm not selling wedding photography at all. Not even one little bit, right? And so she's gonna tell me her whole life story and then I'm gonna ask permission to sell. I'm gonna say, is it okay with you if I tell you a little bit about how we help you with your cherished memories? Is she gonna buy from me? Heck yes, she's gonna buy from me, right? Because I solved her problem and then I offered her exactly what she wanted. Right? This is great advice because I feel like sometimes photographers, we really like the sales process is what kill is. And then we get into mm -hmm. phone calls and we get a little bit frantic and we're like, yeah, and I photograph this and I do this. And the client hasn't even said a word and we overwhelm them with like more information that they don't need or we're not really being good listeners. And as you said, they're probably saying, I was like, oh, you know, for me, it's really important to get candid photos. And then we completely miss that comment. And we're like, well, I'm really good at giving you beautiful photos of the two of you, romantic post photos. She's not even talking about that yet. No. So I think yeah. that that was a fantastic the you use Or the lighting or the, or the hours that you're there. And I know that's all part of what you do, but that's all, that's all residual to the actual solving of the problem. So when you set up a sales strategy, what you're actually doing is you're creating the uh, flow of questions that will help you get to your buyer triggers, okay? Now, if, okay, for example, so I have not ever been a photographer, um, but as a boutique planner, I knew if I could get a girl to say certain things about certain people that she was the right buyer for me. I also knew that if she said other certain things about certain people, that it, she wasn't the right buyer for me. And I would stop a meet, not stop it, like, okay, we're done here. But I'd say, okay, well, here's, um, you know, let me just give you our package of information, our folder of information. You, you look it over. I, I never even pushed the sale. I never even asked for permission to sell to her because I didn't know. I knew immediately she was not my buyer. I, I could tell because I listened to the words she was using. Okay. If, um, if my buyer said she was family focused, if my buyer said she really cared about how her guests felt, if my buyer said things like my family is going to be involved and um, I really want to be sure that we take care of my uncle because he's when she's thinking of others and she's really focused, but she also has sort of an eye for like, she's not over the top design, but she's really thinking about like, oh, I, I just want people to feel a certain way. Those words, okay, those were my words. If she said, I want to impress my friends, that was not my buyer. I knew right away she wasn't my buyer because I didn't care about those things like she did. She needed to go to some, somebody else right? That's what you're looking for inside of a sales strategy. What questions can you get someone to answer that will indicate your buyer's behavior?
right? Those buying trigger words. And when you set that strategy up, your own choose your own adventure of sales, what happens at the end is that you have you are given the permission to then share value. Good. After you share value, sorry, just knocked the microphone. <laughs> After you share value, then and only then do you care about features, which is how many hours you're going to be there and how many photos they get back and what their album looks like, right? After they already bought you and your value. So That's if great. you're having trouble selling at a price point and you're like, I don't even understand why so-and-so can sell for such and such. And my pictures are a thousand times better. The problem isn't your pictures. The problem is your sales process and how you're relating to your clients. Mm, so good. Great information, Kelly. This is really, really important, especially, I mean, for us photographers. I know this is something that we as a community, as an industry struggle with. And I thought uh, those points of like, becoming really a good listener and also you know selling on value i mean super important for like moving forward absolutely and when you can't produce for me a sales strategy you're like well i just go in and feel it out i listen you know see what the client then you don't have a plan there you have no and then let's take it one step further what is your KPI trajectory? What are, what are your goals for your sales process? How are you going to increase sales or decrease sales? How are you going to, all of the things that go into tracking sales, keeping statistics in place, keeping your finances in place, all of those things, that's all part of your sales strategy. So let's say, for example, you get into a meeting and you're already at the top of your sales goals, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't really, or you're at the top of your booking numbers or whatever your goals are. The way you handle that meeting, if she starts using buyer words that aren't really your ideal client or your the, your ideal buyer persona, you you don't have to push as hard, right? You don't Correct. have because you, you know that you're going to bring someone else in. You can manage how your sales come in. I would say photographers are one of the people that find themselves burning out very quickly because they'll keep their prices low, they'll fill their roster, right? Guilty, I'm sure. You guys, if you're, you you fill your roster full, then you wonder why you don't feel appreciated and why your clients are, right? And it's because you're not really tracking your sales numbers. Correct. You don't know you stop and start, right? And that's all part of building a sales strategy. And let's go into the fourth one, which is operations. Okay. So when you're looking at creating an operations strategy, you're taking the domino effect of everything that you learn in brand, marketing, and sales and putting it into the conveyor belt of your business, right? How does this work? How do all these gears work together? How do I slow down the, or how do I speed up the client experience process? Am I doing that by building team? Am I doing that by building automations and workflows? Am I doing that by um, setting more templates and processes in place for my business? How am I going to save time? Operations at the end of the day is simply life hacking your time management skills, <laughs> like literally. So when you look at it from that perspective, you're looking at a few pieces. What is my client journey? Okay. Mm -hmm. What is my client experience with me? And then I wrote out these 20 steps that my client does with me. And then I look at that and say, um, any, anybody use like, are familiar with like those Russian, I think they're called Mat Matryoshka dolls or something. The, the Russian dolls. Yeah. And they yeah. like <laughs> them to each other. 
Okay. So when you write out your client journey, that's exactly what I'm asking you to do. Look at it and say, how can I fit some of these things together? How do they go together? How can I squish this process into a much more cohesive thing? And then how can I teach someone to replicate my skills when it comes to these areas in which I don't want to serve? The same thing then is true for your the way you're working with your team. Okay, so here's the training process for becoming part of my team. Now, I wrote out these 20 things that you need to learn. How do I create a training module or a process by which and then how do I look at that process and then like close it down and close it down and close it down and close it down, right? What is my strategy for how I manage the departments of my business, right? Uh Because you are the CEO, the chief everything officer, right? But your business still has departments just like any other corporate company. You still have a marketing department and you still have a sales department and you still have an accounting department and an HR department. And so how do I handle all of the departments of my business? Where do they go? What, where, if I have this one piece of paper and I have to track how it goes through my entire system, where does it go? What does it do? You cannot save time or duplicate your skills unless you know the strategy behind the departments of your business, right? Right. You're making it up all the time. Well, I guess I'll put that there. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) I'll save that email and we'll leave it there for with with, with the 1,000 plus emails in my inbox, right? And the answer is it's because you haven't departmentalized your business. Those are all part of operational strategies. If you can get those three things into place inside of your business, what happens from the top to the bottom is your brand is on fire because you know exactly who you're talking to. You know what you're selling to them inside of offers. You know why you're selling it to them and you know where you're going and what your goal is overall, which leads into all the things you say when you try to convince someone to buy something from you, which then leads into what you say to them when you get in front of their face and how you get them to buy from you, which leads into how you take care of them and your business while you're serving them. It's like a domino effect. And when all four of those strategies are working in this circular motion, right? What happens is your entire business, you spend less time at it while making more money. Obviously, money, That's the goal. <laughs> money is your goal, right? <laughs> oh, awesome. This has been really good. Uh, and I think something to clarify maybe is like when we hear the word scaling, immediately we think of like, oh, my God, now I need to get a team. Now I need to like grow kind of like physically with others. And sometimes for photographers, for solopreneurs, scaling, as you said, means just getting better at your systems and then kind of like either delegating or, you know, having something in plan to like use less time in a task that you are doing constantly. Like, for example, when you receive an inquiry, you should have kind of like a template that you can reply to emails. That way you're cutting your time in half when you're replying to emails. You just go and kind of like change a little bit of the template, you know, to customize it for, you know, personalize it for that person and you can send it. When you are perhaps you part of scaling your business means that you are hiring somebody to do your editing. 
because that's a tedious task that you don't want to do. So you outsource your editing. Or perhaps it just means hiring a VA that is going to help you manage your email. Perhaps you're super creative and you're really bad at replying to emails. And that is going to affect the overall presentation of your brand and making money. So you hire somebody to answer your emails, but you have to kind of like train that person so those emails are answered again back within your brand and your tone and you know it's a cohesive experience for the client exactly and what's interesting and the one thing that i've actually heard from photographers photographers when we talk about scaling is like no i still want to know all of my clients i don't want to scale my business to the point of not knowing my clients and having person nobody said that nobody said that you can't scale your business your way so one of the first things that we look at when we're preparing to scale right so there's sort of a several steps that you're going to take when you're ready to scale your business or you're planning to scale your business, when we do that, one of the first things that we do is we go inside and we go, what is it you want? Okay. What is it you are the best at? So I'm going to use an example of my business. Okay. Um, it, it was time for me to, to scale, but I knew that my best time is pushing forward. Okay. I'm best at marketing. I'm best at creating forward. I really, really hate cleaning up the mess behind me. Okay. I don't like doing that. I don't like, I like creating and I don't want to put it where it goes. I'm like a child. (laughs) I don't want to put my toys away. Right. And so I knew that if I was going to bring someone into the team, that their, they had, that their interest wasn't in creating forward. Okay. Their interest was in just being in the back and cleaning up. They didn't mind cleaning up behind me. Right. I knew that. And so I had to look at myself and what I wanted. I also have had to close down programs that I created because they didn't fit anymore. They didn't work. The things that I wanted didn't actually get me closer to my goal. I set a really lofty goal, right? And so with that lofty goal means that some things have to shut off. And so as a result of that, to scale my business, I had to make the right team decisions based on how I personally operated my business, right? So when you're trying to figure out how do I scale, right? The first thing you have to look at is what do I want? When I when I mean spending less time, what what is it less time mean? You know, like does it cuz I've even heard people say how could I possibly spend less time? I don't think I spend enough time. Okay, so how do we spend the right time? Mm, That's better. And therefore, so for example, as a creator and an educator, there is is no reason why I should be adding links to resource libraries. That is not something I need to be doing. The best time I could be spending is creating more education, right? So look at your business and say, what am I the best at? If the best thing that you can put your efforts towards is marketing and meeting with your clients and making sure everybody's good, that's the best thing you could possibly do. And someone else can, let's say, edit your photos or someone else can, let's say, um, answer inquiries or, you know, manage your bridal show booth or something like that. Okay. Whatever it is you are the best at, that's where you should spend your energy. And then you either add team VAs. Um, sometimes I'll pop my 12 year old, a $10 bill and say, <laughs> 
go like things on Instagram for me. <laughs> like literally whatever it takes, you can add people in where you are weak instead of where you are strong. So if you don't want to build a, a, a fleet of photographers, don't. That's not the only way to scale, right? That is one way to scale. It's one way some people have scaled. But I've also seen photographers that scale into a super high luxury client and they do nothing different than they already do now, right? Right. All they've done is price point and the type of client and then and then scaled their exclusivity, right? So there's a right. lot of ways to scale a business. I mean, there is a lot of information packed in this episode and a lot of food for thought. But I, I mean, I think that very clear, very straight to the point. So, I mean, this is great, especially as we said at the beginning of the show. Now that we have a little bit more of time in our hands and this is something perhaps to start thinking for the future. This is maybe the time to start, you know, setting in place, as you said, those kind of like steps uh to you know scale your business and all that good stuff so kelly this was fantastic i mean tons of information here um let me ask something what are you loving right now this doesn't have to be business related I, this is something that i always ask to my guests um right now well i guess um aside from the big vat of cheese balls of <laughs> um I am I am totally geeking out on all of the creativity that is happening when people are stuck inside. <laughs> like um people singing in the streets in Italy and um and I'm geeking out on what's happening as our universe is healing. That is so cool. Um uh, so that is what I'm what I'm spending my time focusing on outside of um this but uh I love just watching the human race come together. Oh, it's, I mean, it's it's sweet. Also, we have a comment here, Angie Pardo. I don't know how to pop comments here on the screen. They changed this setup, and I don't know how to do this. But she says, this is gold. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. So, Angie, thank you for listening. So, uh, Kelly, where could people find you? I mean, sure. you have so much information to share. So, I'm sure you have, I mean, tell us, where should we go now? So um, the easiest and fastest and most um, like exciting way to connect is through our Facebook community, Wedding Industry Education Community. Type it into Facebook, it pops up. Um, and then you can hang out with us on Instagram as well at Wedding Industry Institute. And then um, our website is WeddingIndustryInstitute.com. We have tons of programs. We have the Scale Society, which is like our super um, like planning the scale kind of uh a membership community and then we do have um what's called the strategy academy which is all about high level scaling it's kind of like a scaling phd program oh and cool so, yeah it's really awesome it's perfect for those of you that have been in business five years or more and you're really at the point where it's time to scale um and so that's kind of all the things um other than that i'm you know chilling on facebook i'm more <laughs> of a facebook girl than an instagram girl because i don't know I don't, I'm not Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to put a link, obviously, on the notes of this podcast. And also here on the live, I'm going to put on the comments a link to all your places. So if you're watching, if you're watching, what? 
I'm sorry, what, my English is not working today. If you're watching this live or you're watching the replay, you can go back and take a look at those links and join Kelly's uh, Facebook group and all the good places that she has for us. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you so much for your time. And for all of you that watch this live, thank you for all of you listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, stay safe. And for right now, stay indoors and wash your hands. <laughs> all righty, guys. Thank you. I'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week.